Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Stop licking the frogs, okay? The National Park Service has now added a note to the don't feed the animals or petting the animals in the park. Please don't lick the frogs. <laughs> Whether it's, uh, you know, if you come across a banana slug, an unfamiliar mushroom, or a large toad with glowing eyes in the dead of the night, please refrain from licking. The toad, also known as the Colorado River Toad, is about seven inches in size and carries a weak, low-pitched ar- ribbit sound. But the creature is far from harmless. The Sonoran Desert Toads secrete a potent toxin that can make people sick if they touch it or get the poison in their mouth. That's according to the National Park Service. However, uh, despite some of those risks, uh, people have discovered that the toad's toxic secretions contain a powerful hallucinogenic known as 5-MeO-DMT. 5-M, small case, E-O-DMT. Now, we've heard about this before because this is what uh, Mike Tyson was talking about. So, the amphibian's secretions are, uh, you know, growing in popularity. And so they're even a threatened species now in New Mexico because collectors are picking them up to use for drugs. (laughs) Not funny at all. Not funny at all. How dare you raise these frogs for drug purposes? Now we know that uh, Hunter, Hunter Biden that is, uh, the president Joe Biden's son uh, has written about using the 5-MeO-DMT therapy as a form of addiction treatment. Right, so I'm going to use a hallucinogenic to treat my other addictions. Okay, hey, if it works, it works. All right, it's still a Schedule 1 drug, so it's not accepted for medical use, really. I know they're in the process of researching it for potential therapeutic benefits. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, for now, stop licking the frogs. And don't take them home and hose them off. I'm not sure. uh, I guess you just take some sort of... You put a rubber glove on and you grab the frog and then you squeeze it. So the secretions drip into a pan. And I guess you heat it up a little bit and drink it. And now, now you're just nice and relaxed and you don't want to do any other drugs but the 5-MeO-DMT and I'm sure there's a I'm sure I'm saying that wrong but it makes one want to lick the frog but don't do it don't do it welcome welcome to Chewing the Fat So in a true-to-life Succession story, for those of you that have watched Succession on HBO, Tyson's Tyson Foods CFO, John Tyson, was arrested Sunday for public intoxication and trespassing after he let himself into a stranger's house and passed out in the bed. Now, in the story, it says, uh, in a bed of a college-age woman. Okay, well, okay, she's a college-age woman, but he wasn't there for that. All right. He was uh, found asleep 
in the bed of this woman because he was in the wrong house. She came home and said, hey, my front door is unlocked. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Did she leave it unlocked? How did he get in in the first place? But he came in, took off his clothes, laid down in the bed and passed out. I'm assuming uh, that he believed that this was his home. It doesn't say in the story if he lived close if he lived in the neighborhood, if he lived next door, if he lived upstairs, it doesn't say that. It just says he went to this wrong home, opened the door, went in, took off his clothes, passed out in bed. So she calls the police about a potential burglary, saying she found a male she didn't know asleep in her bed. When the officer arrived, he found Tyson's clothing strewn on the floor and identified him by an ID found in his wallet. The officer woke Tyson up, who briefly sat up in bed, but He didn't verbally respond and then laid back down and attempted to go back to sleep. (laughs) Leave me alone. What are you doing? Why are you trying to wake me up here? The officer, there was an odor of intoxicants coming from Tyson's breath and body and that his movements were sluggish and uncoordinated. Yeah, he was inebriated. That's why he wanted to get home and pass out in bed. So they placed him under arrest on charges of criminal trespass and public intoxication, according to local media reports. He was booked uh, early Sunday and released later that evening, in, uh, according to Washington County, Arkansas Sheriff's Department. Now, the picture they have of him in jail, he's in his underwear. You couldn't let him put his clothes on? Oh, he was too drunk and sluggish uh, when we arrested him, so we just left him in his underwear. Oh, okay. Fine, no problem. He's a fourth generation member of the Tyson family. He's a CFO now. He's, you know, obviously being groomed for CEO and to run the company. Izzy. If you watch uh, Succession, you know what I mean by that. Izzy. Uh, so we shall see what happens. The company said that, uh, yeah, we are aware of the incident, but uh, we have no comment. Uh, it's a personal matter. <laughs> So he gets going to get a slap on the hand. I mean, who among us hasn't been so inebriated that they've just gone into the wrong home and passed out? I mean, he wasn't doing anything horrific. He was just inebriated and went to the wrong place to pass out. I can't see how we've got to hate this guy for this, but, you know, we will. And, uh, you know, we the Beyond Meat guy who bit the nose of a guy at the football game, at the Arkansas football game, the Beyond Meat guy. They fired him. Yeah, he did something violent and attacked another human being. My man John Tyson just got really inebriated and went to the wrong home and passed out. I'm having a tough time seeing what a bad guy he is. I know, it's just me. And I get it. The girl doesn't know what's going on. She's going home to her apartment. The door is open. I am interested to know where he lived and how he got into the place. But she apparently, you know, realizing that she usually locks the door, I guess, and came home and the door was unlocked. So, you know, you find someone you don't know passed out in your bed. That's an issue. I understand that. And I can understand her calling the police. And I can understand the police, you know, arresting him saying, dude, what are you doing? You're in the wrong place. But to have this him be a bad guy, nah, not a bad guy. He just needs to remember where he lives. And it'll all be okay. He'll give the girl some Tyson chickens and here you go. We're done. Have a nice day. Take care. You won't have to 
worry about chickens for a while. <laughs> Maybe she could beat the guy in Philadelphia. I see we're supposed to be in love with this guy in Philadelphia who ate 40 rotisserie chickens in 40 days. It doesn't say that they were Tyson chicken, but uh, they were 40 rotisserie chickens in 40 days. So this guy in Philadelphia, Mr. Tominsky, uh, had made a big deal out of eating a rotisserie chicken a day, and he did 40 in a row. And he said he explained his mission as an earnest attempt to sacrifice himself as a way to bring joy to others and a bit of entertainment. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's from Philadelphia, and he wanted to... He knows the city of Philadelphia has had a lot of pain it has, but it's a city with a lot of perseverance, and that's what makes this city very special. Well, if you know people from Philadelphia, I like my wife, they love it, and it never goes out of their blood. Uh, you're once a Philly person, you are always a Philly person. So he started talking about it back in October, and uh, he, you know, simply he just wanted to holding up whole chickens and grimacing. Wait, and so he decided to do this journey. He said it was going to be for 30 days, uh, but then he moved, he added another 10 days. And then he had a big uh, party that was posted on posters around town that it wasn't a party. He invited everyone to the, uh, to the pier on the Delaware River to witness his final chicken meal. Um, first of all, let's just say this. Uh, I don't know that, I don't know what the Guinness world record is on rotisserie chicken eating every day. I don't know how many days you have to do it to hit the Guinness world records, but I feel like 40 days and 40 nights <laughs> of eating a chicken a day is definitely doable, especially, I mean, hello for uh, a person who is athletically overweight like myself. I feel like that's a doable thing. That's a doable thing. Eating, uh, I, you know, I realize though, you think about eating a whole chicken every day. I mean, by day 15, day 20, you've had enough of chicken. You've had enough of rotisserie chicken. I don't know if he got it from the same place, I don't know if it was different rotisserie chickens. I don't know if he teamed up. A person could probably team up with uh, Costco and have a Costco rotisserie chicken a day to set the record. Might be fun to do. A special chewing the fat rotisserie chicken a day. But I feel like 40 days and, uh, you know, be hit, hitting 41, obviously, to beat the record of my man from Philadelphia. But that is, uh, that's a strange thing. But good for Mike. I'm sorry. Good for Mr. Tominsky. I call him Mike. I don't know why. I don't think that's his name. It's not Mike, right? It's just Mr. Tominsky. No, it's Alexander. <laughs> they do actually have his first name up here. It's Alexander Tominsky, the now considered the Philadelphia chicken man. I like Mike better. So have you started shopping for the holidays yet? I know it's right around the corner. And I mean, literally, why have you not started shopping for the holidays yet? You know, most gifts don't go bad, right? The only thing that'll go bad between now and December are the crowds at the malls, at the strip malls. You're going to have uh, agonizing kids everywhere. I mean, 12 children screaming, 11 minutes to find parking, 10 Karen Karenings. 
<laughs> Five golden masks. I mean, the list and the song goes on. But right now, you can shop early, skip the stress, and snag some of the best deals of the season on something everyone will love. Premium audio products from a Raycon. I love my Raycons. Uh, my wife was just talking to me about getting another pair, you know, for her. Uh, apparently the ones my daughter has and my son has, the ones I have, it's not enough. She wants her own now. When you're looking for a gift everyone needs or a stocking stuffer that's not, uh, you know, a candle for once, Raycons are the way to go. Their wireless earbuds, headphones, and speakers offer premium sound, useful features, and almost custom comfortable fit, and up to 54 hours of battery life. And as the person gifting them, you've got love that they start at half the price of other premium audio brands. Shh, don't say anything. Plus, Raycon makes it easy with holiday gift guides for everyone in your life. Uh, mom, dad, coworker, fitness lover, gamer. Uh, knock out that list all at once and get 30% off by shopping Raycon's holiday bundles. Everyone needs a pair of Raycons in their ears, whether it's listening to music, taking work calls, blasting a workout playlist, you know, what everyone doesn't need, two little stems hanging out of their ears. Luckily, Raycons are sleek, stylish, and come in a range of colors to match anyone's style. You can find Raycon in stores now like Kohl's or Walmart, but let me tell you right now, you're always going to get the best deal when you use my special link, buyraycon.com slash jeffy the raycon website also offers buy now pay later options pretty sweet uh so right now go to buyraycon.com slash jeffy use the code early bf that's right <laughs> buyraycon.com slash jeffy use the code early bf you're gonna get 20 percent off site-wide 20 percent off any Raycon product, which almost never happens, or save even bigger and get 30% off Raycon's exclusive holiday bundles. I mean, you're welcome. Uh, the code EARLYBF at buyraycon.com slash jeffy for 20% off your Raycon purchase. Buyraycon.com slash jeffy. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> All right, so I woke up this morning and I thought, hey, I wonder if I won the Powerball. And I went to the Powerball website. Now, they've had issues. The Powerball website doesn't look like it normally does, but it said that, uh, you know, it still had the uh, pending for the $1.9 billion drawing. And then I see where the drawing has been delayed. Wait, what? That's right. The drawing of the Powerball that was supposed to happen last night was delayed over security protocols. I'm not real sure what that means. One of the states in the, you know, multi-state lottery commission was having problems with tabulating their sales. And so the Powerball has strict security requirements that must be met by all 48 lotteries before a drawing can occur. 
So participating lottery needs extra time to meet those requirements before the drawing can be conducted. They didn't say which one, uh, which state. It just said uh, the California lottery said, the story is based on the California lottery tweet, saying tonight's Powerball drawing has been delayed due to participating lottery needing extra time to complete the required security protocols. And so that's, you know, what they were saying. So, uh, then I said, well, what is it delayed? How long is it going to be delayed? Aha. They had the drawing finally, uh, this morning for those of you listening live, it didn't happen. Uh, they didn't do the drawing on the seventh. They did the drawing on the eighth. However, I think what happened is they did the drawing, but it didn't air anywhere. So the drawing, According to what I'm seeing on social media, they did the drawing last night and no one was allowed to watch it and they uploaded it this morning for the, for the actual drawing when all the security protocols were met. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So they gave you the numbers this morning at about eight Eastern. I think it was, uh, when they said that they were about nine Eastern around nine Eastern because it was eight o'clock here. So eight central time. So nine ish Eastern, they said that they were having the drawing and they issued the numbers. And then I saw a feed that said, uh, here's the hidden secure Powerball drawing that nobody was allowed to watch last night uploaded just now. Final jackpot was $2.04 billion. So that's the highest ever. Uh, no problem. Now, when you go to the Powerball website, they tell you that it's still pending. In fact, let's go to the Powerball website right now and see at the time of this recording if it's up and running and we have what's going on. No, it just says uh, it's still the last screen for November 7th. Uh, with They do have the winning numbers up. Their screen says $1.90 billion for 929.1 million cash value with the new numbers. Now that tweet that I read from, uh, that was in the feed of the Powerball Twitter account said that the final jackpot was 2.04 billion. So, uh, I'm not sure what that is because I'm waiting for the exact amount from actual Powerball, which has not updated their website other than putting the numbers up which were 10, 33, 41, 47, 56, and 10. Of course, check for yourself and uh, make sure that they are correct. But it doesn't say, yes, the person who purchased the ticket in Fort Worth, Texas, is the winner, which would be me. So it hasn't said that yet. So, oh, well. I mean, they better hop sing. They got the big drawing tomorrow night too. It's Wednesdays, uh, Wednesday, Saturday, and Monday, right? For the Powerball drawings. So they better figure out what the deal is. I know they, they probably, you know, are not prepared for the lottery to get that big, right? Once you break a certain point, then it just continues to grow dramatically. So the ticket sales were probably through the roof. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, that there was, you know, some sort of issue with tabulating the tickets because they were selling so many of them and the count just keeps going through the roof. Get that. So I'll give them a little bit of a break, but, uh, that break isn't going to last long. So let's get on it. I mean, people in Florida, we got an election day today and people in Florida have got a tropical storm, maybe turning into a hurricane heading toward it. 
again. Uh, looking like it's going to make landfall sometime tomorrow. Uh, so I don't know if it's going to be a hurricane when it makes landfall, but it's going to you know, hit the east coast of Florida, cruise across Florida, and then obviously make the turn back right and head up the coast. So we've got, uh, we've got voting tabulations to take care of. Don't, uh, don't think for a second that these states that uh, are, have to tabulate votes like, oh, I don't know, Pennsylvania, uh, <laughs> Virginia, uh, for sure, uh, those two states who are in the line of Nicole uh, by Friday will use that as an excuse. We're preparing for this. We didn't have time to count the ballots. We're going to have to count these ballots later because uh, we don't want any election deniers going on. Okay, so just don't you worry about it. We'll get to it and we'll let you know who won when we have it counted perfectly. Okay, thank you. You see where Kevin Spacey is going to get an award? I told you. I told you they were going to start washing that that, uh, plate clean again, man. Uh, Especially after the last lawsuit went away. So he's going to hold what they're calling a public master class and receive a Lifetime Achievement Award at Italy's National Museum of Cinema. (laughs) Good for Kevin. I I love Kevin. I know he's a douchebag. I got it. But, I, I mean, his work is great. And he's well, I mean, what he knows about acting would, would be a master class, no question. So he's set to take part in this public master class at the uh, Italy's National Museum of Cinema in Turin, where he will also be awarded a Lifetime Achievement Award. Awesome. So this is going to take place on January 16th, uh, 2023, next year, uh, with the museum's director, uh, Damaco Di Gattano in the Temple Hall of the Mola Tenerife, which will be followed by a screening of one of Spacey's films at the Cinema Massimo, which Spacey will introduce. At the end of the event, Spacey will receive the Stella del Mole Award, a Lifetime Achievement Gong. So according to the museum, they are honored that such a prestigious guest as Kevin Spacey has chosen Turin and the institutional venue, such as our museum, for this welcome and long-awaited return. That was uh, Enzo Giggle, president of the National Museum of Cinema. It's a privilege to host the masterclass of one of the greatest cinema and theater actors of our times. I mean, he definitely is, but he's also a dirtbag, and we'll see if this actually happens. (laughs) But after the Anthony Rapp case... Man, where, you know, that rap was trying to get him for $40 million for the sexual misconduct lawsuit. And the jury said, yeah, no, you're not liable for damages. Get out of here. Take care. They went through a tri- eight days of testimony. And after eight days, it took him about an hour to say, no, get out of here. He's not liable. Anthony, we heard what you had to say. Take care. So, I mean, he's making his comeback. We'll see if it actually lasts. But I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to maybe see it, but it's probably too much of a dirt bag to make it happen. So who died today? Who died today? Actor Leslie Phillips. He brought laughter to living rooms across the nation. Dead at the age of 98. 
you may know him. I mean, he suffered, he, he acted in 150 films. Uh, he suffered from a life-threatening stroke in 2015, and he's been recovering, you know, recovering in his home for the past few years, and the recovering is over. Uh, he's now not with us. Uh, you might remember him as uh, the voice from Harry Potter films, where he did the voiceover for The Sorting Hat, but he's also best known for uh, Ding Dong and uh, Hello and I Say. <laughs> he was actually, and he said, I was watching an interview with him. Uh, I don't know how long ago this interview was, but he was talking about his catchphrases. I've gone through life creating catchphrases. It's a punishment in a way for playing parts and using a kind of catchphrase. Punishment. I have enjoyed myself with hello. I breathe it out, you see. Hello, Mr. Newhouse. Hello. <laughs> Pretty well everything hello. I ever did. I only opened my mouth and it became a catchphrase. I mean, Ding Dong was one. Hello, chap. Mr. Bell. Ding Dong, you're not wrong. This way, please. <laughs> Mr. Bell, Ding Dong, you're not wrong. Hello. Leslie Phillips, dead at the age of 98. All right, so researchers have announced that lab grown blood has now been transfused into people for the first time ever. Scientists in the UK have been able to manufacture blood from donor stem cells and have infused two people with about two teaspoons of the lab blood to see how it behaves in the body. If the UK trial is a success, scientists have manufactured blood cells could help people with rare blood types or disorders uh, who often need transfusions. There's also the hope that the blood can be stored for longer compared to standard donor blood. The two people who have been infused haven't reported any adverse reactions yet, and at least eight others are also going to receive the transfusions over the next few months. But of course, more trials are needed before it can be used clinically. But And what could possibly go wrong with lab-grown blood? Right? I know. Don't even, don't even think about it. It's fine. It's fine. You see, uh, speaking of lab-grown blood, I bet he might be happy to use it. He might be using it, actually. Uh, you know, we talked yesterday about the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions, and Duran Duran was one of the bands that was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they were there. But uh, Andy Taylor was not there, and he was not there because he is battling stage 4 prostate cancer, and he wrote a letter that uh, the bandmates read uh, for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He had planned on being there. He was massively disappointed. He said he bought a new guitar for the occasion and everything. And uh, they they read the letter to the audience, which read just over four years ago, I was diagnosed with stage four metastatic prostate cancer. Many families have experienced the slow burn of this disease. And of course, we are no different, so I speak from the perspective of a family man, but with profound humility to the band, the greatest fans a group could have, and this exception, ac exceptional accolade. He was born in uh, timeout, and he wrote that he was receiving sophisticated, life-extending treatment 
but had recently suffered a setback that prevented him from traveling to Los Angeles for the ceremony. He said, although my current condition is not immediately life-threatening, there is no cure. So maybe, I mean, maybe Andy is getting some of the uh, lab-grown blood. I don't know. I'm sure Andy can afford whatever he needs to get, which is a benefit for him, right? So I hope it works out. I hope that the uh, sophisticated life-treating treatment uh, works out for him. Congratulations. I'm sure they've, they've done okay as, uh, as Duran Duran. Uh, they've toured the world multiple times and had some serious hits. So good. I hope it works out for him. Uh, it's going to go on about the hall of fame again, but I can't believe Dolly Parton and Lionel Richie and Eminem are in the rock and roll hall of fame. It's bad enough. We have to say that Carly Simon is in there. Harry Belafonte. Come on now. Stop. But, you know, I digress. Be ready to talk about that on Pat Gray Unleashed tomorrow, though. I know we've got the big election coverage tonight on Blaze TV. Uh, you know, be sure to watch that. It'll be awesome. Everybody is involved. All the big stars are involved. Uh, not the biggest, though, which is me chewing the fat. Uh, but, uh, you know, of course, I'll be doing Pat Gray tomorrow. For those of you listening live, today is the 8th election day, 2022. And I do my chewing the fat segment on Pat Gray Unleashed on Wednesday. I will be sure to bring up the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because, uh, my gosh, it's uh, it's embarrassing for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to have, they don't think so, I'm sure, but it is, to say that Lionel, I love Lionel Richie. We talked about this yesterday. I love him. I mean, the Commodores and Lionel Richie himself, I mean, he had monster hits and the Commodores were great, but Rock and Roll? No, no, sorry, Lionel. And look, he's Lionel and Dolly and Eminem are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And that's just an example of the world we live in today, right? I mean, applications to be a Virgin Atlantic crew member have doubled since the company announced a new gender-neutral uniform policy and optional pronoun badges. Now, okay, so the airlines uh, say that uh, the move followed an, an earlier easing of uniform regulations this spring. Yeah, we remember. Uh, and they allowed crew members to display tattoos, and uh, they have the uh, gender-neutral uniform policy. So apparently, they have not struggled uh, to hire. They've got uh, they've got applications coming out the ding dong. You are not wrong. And uh, so good for them. Good for them. Just remember when you fly Virgin Atlantic, yes, you're going to be enjoying the gender neutral uniform policy and the optional pronoun badges and the tats down the arms and up the legs and wherever you want to have your tattoos. So good for them. Congratulations. And congratulations are in order to share as well. Uh, she's been spotted out with, uh, a music executive, 40 years, her junior. And if you're Cher, of course you're dating someone younger. Hello, you're Cher. Never mind the three cuts to clown face. Uh, the 76 year old music legend was captured on camera. She strolled hand in hand with A.E. Edwards. That's Alexander A.E. Edwards, 36 after out and about at the old celebrity hotspot. 
And uh, Cher said they were, uh, you know, they were kind of together. They, he was a nice guy. Uh, he's got a son uh, with his ex-girlfriend, Amber Rose. Uh, and she, they split up last year because he said, yeah, I cheated on her. I, I had, like, women everywhere. I had dozens of women. So, you know, it's the way it goes. So, okay. Uh, Cher later confirmed their relationship status tweeting a photo of her new love Alexander. She captioned the snapshot along with a red heart emoji on Saturday. Ah, she also added that he treats her like a queen. I bet he does. <laughs> uh, now I gotta tell you, would I would think about this for just a second. If Cher were to say, hey, wanna go out on a date, not out with Cher, because I mean Cher's in real life is, you know, kind of agonizing. But uh, if you were able to, I mean, this guy's a music, he's got money, so he's not hopefully dating Cher for her money. <laughs> I mean, Cher, I know she's, I know she's Cher. I like Cher. I get it. But at 76 and multiple cuts to clown face, woof, that's a tough hill to climb, but congratulations and you can't put an age on love, so I hope you two are just as happy as you can be. So did you see the beaver blood moon lunar eclipse earlier this morning? I know I missed it. It was cloudy and overcast here. And uh, you couldn't really see it, but uh, it was, uh, you know, it's a good sign that we had the uh, full beaver moon uh, on election day here in the United States of America. There's other great space stuff coming up this month. We've talked about it on the show before, but today was extra special having the blood beaver moon or the beaver blood moon lunar eclipse <laughs> on election day if you haven't voted get out and vote i mean go ahead it's important that you vote at least here in the united states uh, if you're listening outside of the united states i mean sure go ahead vote but i didn't tell you to <laughs> now mail it in they probably will accept it i know that uh you know uh, we're, it'll be interesting to see the outcome of these elections and uh, very interesting. I know the Department of Justice said it's going to monitor polls in 64 areas across 24 states today to obviously guard against election meddling and voter intimidation. I see where they're already having problems in Arizona. Huh. Having problems in Arizona. Isn't that one of the key big swing states with Carrie Lake running for governor? Well, it sure is. Gosh darn it. And then we've got the you know, we've got the, the tropical storm or hurricane coming in, which will delay counting in many East Coast states. Uh, I could, you know, pretty much guarantee that. Uh, so they'll just have their excuses and we're told not to uh, not to worry about it. We'll get to counting them. We gotta count them correct, okay? And legitimately. So don't you start being election deniers, okay? We'll get it figured out. Okay, all right. Most of the states had such early voting that actually going out and voting on voting day, I mean, why? The, the early voting here in Texas was easy. You could vote anytime you wanted almost, almost. 
you know, there were times when it wasn't open, but you know, around your schedule, you could work out something to go and vote. And so we'll see. It's going to be, it's going to be fascinating to see what actually happens. Isn't it? It is to me. (laughs) It is to me. So I guess I should just, you know what? I'm going to let you go. Uh, I know you, I know you're waiting in line at the, uh, at the polling place. So just read, I'm going to let you take these, uh, quick five election day jokes with you. Okay. Quick five E day jokes for you and the family. All right. You ready? All right. Where do ghosts cast their votes to the voting booth? (laughs) All right. Why did the humorous ghost lose the elections? He couldn't scare up any votes. Duh. (laughs) All right. There's two of the quick five. Uh, Do all fairy tales start with once upon a time? Of course not. Some start with if I'm elected, I promise. Yeah, that's almost not funny. Uh, Joke number four in the quick five E-Day jokes. Do you want to know why I'm voting for a block of cheddar this election? I want to make America great again. (laughs) It's just sad. Just sad. Joke number five. Uh, Quick five E-Day jokes. What's similar between strippers and those who operate election booths? Come on, you know this one. They're both poll workers. They're both poll workers. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.